we find that a lot of companies think they can cut their way from a cost perspective, their way to world-class. That's not true. You can't cut your way into a better performance. You have to invest, as we we're finding, in your processes, in making them more streamlined, in digital transformation. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Each episode shares our latest research, benchmarks, and best practices on world-class performance. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Hello, I'm Stephanie Marchuk, your host for today's podcast, and I'm here with Harry Osleet, CHRO and Advisory Principal here at the Hackett Group. I'll be guiding the discussion, providing context as needed, and as always, a full transcript for this episode can be found at podcast.thehackettgroup.com. So a little bit about our podcast today. Really, these days, it just seems like there is data everywhere. Businesses are constantly monitoring the health of their business through the big data, live dashboards. Even our watches now can help monitor our individual health by telling us how many steps we've taken, what our heart rate is, how long we slept last night, and even more. But Harry, with all this data swirling around, it seems that people are still challenged to understand how to best measure their HR organization. Can you help us and tell us how you would measure the health of an HR organization? Well, first, Stephanie, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's always fun to to be speaking with you. I'd say the, the two most important vital signs that I always speak to HR leaders about is really the cost per employee. What is their cost on a per employee basis? And then the second is their HR ratios to employees. I think those two, if you were to use the analogy of vital signs, right? When you come into the doctor and the doctor takes your blood pressure or, or ask you how you feel, they, they're typically doing a couple of things. They're taking some vital signs. And these vital signs are at the apex, I would say, of the health of any HR organization. So if you look at cost per employee and HR ratio to employees, I think they're they're extremely important vital signs for any HR leader. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And when you're saying cost per employee, is that referring to just from HR cost to support these employees? Yes, it's typically what we call the HR cost per employee. It takes into consideration all the processing costs that are attached to delivering HR services. So so if you look at the employee life cycle events, everything from recruiting and staffing all the way through the exit management or retirement processes, those processing costs are important to understand. Number one, the labor costs is important to understand. So how many FTEs are associated with those activities that support uh, HR employees? And then you have technology costs on top of that. So any costs outside of processing costs and labor costs, technology costs that are usually accounted for to deliver services, whether that's your HCM systems or your recruiting systems or your benefit systems, all those technology costs need to be understood and part of that equation. And then there's other costs, such as facility costs, the cost of, of making sure that any overhead costs that you have associated with delivering HR services, that encompasses the total costs. And then you divide that obviously by employees. Yeah, that would give a a really great picture to capture all the costs that it is for actually delivering those processes, but then also, like you mentioned, the overhead aspect of it as well. Correct. 
So from our recent research around our world-class HR report, what can we see that relates to these two vital sign metrics that you're talking about? Well, one is that uh, the world-class companies continue to outperform the peer group at a substantial pace, both in total HR cost per employee and total employees served per HR FTE. So let me kind of break those down. On a total HR cost per employee, there's a 32% cost gap between the peer group and world-class. 32%. That means almost a third less cost for these uh, world-class companies in delivering services. That, that, that's, that doesn't mean that they're only efficient, right? That, that doesn't mean that they're only cutting costs. That means that what they're doing is they're delivering great service, a great experience for both the management team, the business, and the employee at a nominal rate. That 33% difference is leveraged by these HR organizations to enhance the experience for, uh, for the employees and for that management team. From an employee served per HR FTE, there's almost a 50% difference between the peer group that companies in uh, overall peer in delivering uh, services to the world-class companies. That means that the world-class companies have fewer HR FTEs serving more employees overall at a tune of 51% more. And they're doing it at a more enhanced experience for those employees. Big difference in those two metrics. Yeah, those are huge numbers to see those kind of gaps. I mean, the 30% in the cost and then 50% in the ratio there. That's absolutely huge. And I don't want to ignore the concept either of what you said around this isn't just around the efficiency. That effectiveness piece is always so important if we get too lean, then that takes away from the experience of the employees and that detracts from the effectiveness aspect. That is correct. When it comes to cost, there's a, uh, the, the law of diminishing returns uh, kicks in. So if you get too lean, you simply are eroding the value or the experience both for the business and for the employees. So from that perspective, we find that a lot of companies think they can cut their way from a cost perspective, their way to world-class. That's not true. You can't cut your way into a better performance. You have to invest, is what we're finding, in your processes, in making them more streamlined, in digital transformation to look at every aspect, every activity that you touch employees and make sure that you're automating those in some in some way. We're finding that the world-class companies are utilizing this cost advantage to reinvest in digital to drive even a better experience. So what they're doing is they're taking processes, Stephanie, such as the recruiting and staffing process, and they're looking at everything and say, okay, have we automated 50% of that process or 60%? Can we push the envelope to 85 and 90%? Can we make the whole experience for that new candidate, that new employee digitized? Can we digitize the whole thing and make the experience better for them. So they're reinvesting those dollars in a better overall, to drive better overall value, not only for the business, but for the employee as well. Right. Yeah, that's excellent to hear. I know in working with some of our clients, I have heard some exchanges around how HR is always just looked at as a cost center. And so it's really great to hear around how this digital transformation is hitting HR and how that reinvestment has just been so key if you do want to be that world-class HR organization. 
I agree. One of the first things I ask uh, any HR leader or HR executive that I'm meeting with is these two questions. I, I tend to focus in on the vital signs, right? Because the, the vital signs tell me as a quick indicator of where that organization is at. Sometimes I get the answer I don't know, which is a very, which is even more of an indicator <laughs> uh, for that for that uh, for that in, uh, executive. But what you what you do find if you can get to those numbers is that there there's an issue or not an issue. So, for instance, on the HR to FTE ratio, it's a really a bell curve. You can have the opposite effect too. You can have an organization that might be so lean that they have kind of a higher ratio than than, than world-class companies. That does not mean they're better. So it's almost like a, a bell curve where the world-class companies are in the middle and you have outliers on the peer side on both sides. So you may have an organization that's extremely lean and that, that HR executive, they're telling me, look, we're running a, we run a very lean shop and, and, and uh, we're just trying to stay above water. Well, that doesn't mean that they're delivering great value because they're so lean that they just don't have enough people or enough technology to be able to deliver any of the services in a very cohesive way that drives value for that employer, for that management team. So very clear once I ask those questions and if I get, if I get answers to those, whether or not the organization has some work to do or, or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think that's definitely a common theme that we see, especially in HR around being lean. HR is always seen as they need to drive down, be more lean. So with some of those situations, what would you say are some of the most common situations you see from clients? Let's say maybe you have a client who has a very high cost per employee, but a very lean ratio. What would that tell you or what can you take away from that? That's a, that's a great scenario. And I do see that often. So if the client is very, very lean and the cost is high, what, what it's telling me is they've had a tradition of, of trying to throw arms and legs at, at the problem. And, and they've done some cost cutting. And what essentially has happened, it's almost like squeezing a balloon. They believe that in lowering the number of FTEs, that their costs will actually go down. And that's the opposite effect. The opposite effect happens because as they try to lower the number of FTEs, the manual interactions that they have in place don't go away. So what happens is the work is done, but the work is done poorly. So there's a lot of, ten, I, I can get to the next metric, which is kind of rework. And there's probably a lot of rework and manual interventions in that uh, organization that actually drives the cost up. So that's a great scenario to paint because I do see that a lot. And typically that HR leader across the table from me is scratching their head saying, well, how can I be lean and my costs go up? I'm, I'm cutting my way into the number I wanted to and trying to drive cost effectiveness. But the reality when I paint the picture for them is in trying to cut so much cost, they're actually increasing the overall cost because of the amount of rework and the amount of manual handoffs that they have. So that conversation typically goes to a conversation around needing to invest in certain aspects of the service delivery model, whether that is redesigning processes, creating a shared services environment, cleaning up the technology, or even implementing technology that works seamlessly, getting rid of the, of the handoffs, because they might need 
more FTEs to get some of that work done. But the, the reality is they really need to prime the pump by making sure that they have the right foundation in place. So that conversation, typically, I do have often throughout the year. And once the executive understands the implications of the number of FTEs to cost, they quickly understand they need to make a change. Right. It sounds almost like the cutting FTEs or cutting headcount is just slapping a Band-Aid on it rather than really figuring out where the bleeding's coming from and trying to stop it at the source and figure out what that issue is and invest in the solution to stop the bleeding. That That is correct. And there's the opposite situation too, right? There's where I get into a situation where the costs are still high and there's a lot of HRFTEs. Well, then then that, that just tells you that that organization has really just tried to address the issues with in, in, the, in the past few years by throwing more people at the problem. And that typically obviously drives costs higher because of the labor costs. And then that's a natural discussion to speak to that HR leader and executive around trying to drive a smart investment strategy in how do you streamline, again, your processes? How do you invest in that digital transformation to drive a better experience for, for the end user while driving down costs and exchanging labor for technology, which is a, a more difficult conversation to have and takes more time. But once you showcase these two vital metrics as we're discussing today when it comes to HR cost per employee and, and when it comes to HR FTEs per, per employee, it becomes pretty clear to to that uh, HR leader that they have an issue. Yes, that's a great point, Harry. And thank you so much for tying that in with these two vital signs. I think with everything out there, it's so helpful to be able to narrow it down to just two that can really give you a good, good idea and the picture of the HR organization. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for having me on, on the on the show today. I, I've always said that simplicity works. And these two simple metrics are a great way to gain insight into your organization. Thank you again. Excellent. So thank you for joining us and sharing insights today. To our listeners, don't forget to go to our website at podcast.thehackagroup.com for more information about today's podcast and the upcoming podcast. I hope you enjoyed our time today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know what you thought of this episode. You can write us an email at podcast at And if you like this episode, please share it. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. The Hackett Group is the global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackettgroup.com.